Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Glory to God. We're still working on building your spirit man. Building your spirit man. Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth. Amen. We notice here that there is teaching going on in the church. There is teaching going on in the body of Christ. And the instruction of Jesus is that we go and teach all nations. Glory to God. And that instructions must be adhered to strictly. Glory to God. And we said last week that the background to um, what we are reading now, we can find in Luke 24, um, 25 through 28. And we said that, oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophet have written. And I'm beginning at Moses, he began to expand on these things. If you read down through to 44, 45, glory to God. And so we can tell that even at the resurrection of Jesus, he taught his disciples. He taught the disciples. For the time he spent with his disciples, he taught his disciples. And remember we said last time that Jesus taught from the Old Testament. How many of you remember? So Jesus taught from the Old Testament. And when they make reference to the scriptures, remember that the New Testament books were not written at the time they taught. And we have also gone through um, some scriptures and some background of Jesus' teaching to see how he expounded on things concerning himself. And we said Jesus started speaking or teaching from Genesis 1, where it all began. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So we began to look at the seed in Genesis. How many of you remember? We began to look at the seed in Genesis. And we make mention of the seed and the earth. In fact, let's go to um, Genesis 1.11. And also remember, we said that the Old Testament, as, well, let me stay within the, the writings of Moses now. And we said that the teachings of Moses were parables or illustrations. Praise God. Illustrations. And we say that a lot of times the reason why believers or Christians have gone into trouble is trying to fathom or figure out if creation actually started in Genesis 1. Glory to God. And, um, but for the purpose of this teaching this morning, I want you to know, look at it this way. Moses had a church. Look at it this way. Amen. Moses had a church. And in his church, it was, it was a teaching ministry. And Moses will use materials to teach in his ministry. 
So for the purpose of this teaching this morning, glory to God. So um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, underline that word, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. And remember, I ask you to pay attention that have you ever found a place where you refer to a seed or a plant as is, H-I-S? Praise God. So pay attention. Glory to God. It says, a tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself. Upon the earth, and it was so. Glory to God. So we began to say that the seed there is the Greek word zerah. I mean the Hebrew word zerah. And we can simply say, they, or we can simply say God's activity on earth. God's activity on earth. Just, just follow that carefully. And the earth there can represent man's activity. Man's activity. And then the heavens that we see in Genesis, we can say what God is doing in the earth. What God is doing in the earth. Praise God. Now, I want you to put your finger there, or if your Bible was mine, I would just highlight that Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. Glory to God. So, notice the word seed there, and when we read through the Bible, we're going to see a lot of seed, 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 seed. Praise God. Remember, I said that we take the book of Genesis, for example, was an illustration or proverbs of Moses to explain to probably the people or what we, we would just call it the church he was serving. Praise God for the purpose of this teaching. Glory to God. Now go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. It says, And I will put enmity between um, thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Uh, it's not necessarily meaning God is going to be the one to create that enmity. This is actually telling what is going to happen. Glory to God. He's actually speaking about things that is going to happen. So you can see here that seed is represented again. Now, when you see the seed mentioned there, what is the seed referring to? Church, read it again, read it again. Don't mention Jesus yet, glory to God. Don't mention Jesus yet, hallelujah. Read it again, Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity in between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So what is the seed referring to there? A person, an offspring, praise God. So the seed there, he represents a person. And remember, I said head from the last Sunday, head means rush from, from Hebrew, rush, which means authority, government, and influence. Glory to God. Authority, government, and influence. Hallelujah. So now, notice here, 
there is a word that is given here, an enmity between thy seed and her seed. But if you now go to Genesis chapter 4, we'll probably just read from verse 1. You will notice that Eve misunderstood who this seed was or who this seed is going to be. Genesis chapter 4 verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. I have gotten a man from the Lord. That means Eve made an assumption that that was the fulfillment. Remember, when we read in Genesis 3.15, he said the seed shall bruise the head of the, 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 the seed of, of, the, of the woman. Praise God. And now there is an assumption of Eve here who made a conclusion within her mind after giving birth to Cain. Glory to God. And thinking Cain was the fulfillment of the seed. It was an assumption. Eve didn't know that it was not even going to be in Cain that is going to be, uh, can I say prototype now? Prototype is too much to use. Praise God. So it wasn't going to be Cain. Follow me very carefully. Hallelujah. So she didn't realize that Cain was not the instruction but Abel. There was an instruction. Praise God. But I want you to get something. There was an instruction. Follow me carefully. And we can see that, that the first proof of that is that Abel was killed. Abel was killed. Now, notice again in that Genesis chapter 4, read verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again. And she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, uh, I mean, uh, said, for God said she had appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain slew. At this time, it is dawn on her that Cain is not the fulfillment of the illustration. And so she has another seed. And the name was called Seth. Now, I want you to also note that Seth also have a son. Seth also had a son. Praise God. Now, go to um, Genesis chapter 5. And you remember, I've taught this before. In one of the life before the law in the law and after the law. Where I explained Genesis chapter 5. Glory to God. So, look at Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. This is the book of the generation of Adam. In the day that God created a man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness and after his image and called his name Seth. So, do we agree now to be of the same likeness and of the image is his son. Do we agree that? Church. So when I say he is after my likeness and my image, what am I saying? Is my son. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. So that means that person qualifies to be his son. 
Likeness and image equals a son. Praise God. Now, if you go to verse 6, it then says, And Seth lived an hundred and five years and begat Enos. He begat Enos. Glory to God. Enos, now he has, she has come to a realization. They have come to a realization. Enos means fray or mortar to die. It means fray or mortar to die. So with these, they concluded that this is not the seed. With these, they concluded that this is not the seed. Glory to God. Now go to Genesis chapter 12. Many scriptures, good for your health. Genesis chapter 12, we have a lot to cover. Genesis chapter 12, we're reading from verse 2 to 4. <clears throat> it says, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that cursed thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Aram. Glory to God. So you notice in chapter 12 there, there is a blessing, which means to be accepted or to be in. Please note that this blessing is not financial blessing. In fact, I've spent a couple of weeks now uh, trying to explain that that blessing of Abraham, the, the wealth he got from Egypt first, was not part of the blessing. And people are not getting it. They say, no, you can't say, are you not saying God is not, cannot bless us with money? That that is part of Abraham's blessing. But if you note, when Abraham was given those wealth in chapter 15, there was a renewal or a reminder of the blessing, assuring him that that money you got was not part of the blessing. Are we together? So the blessing there means to be accepted and to be in. In fact, we can quickly see that in Genesis, what I just talked about, 15, Genesis 15, 2 to 5. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is, the, is this Eliezer of Damascus? You see. So even Abraham knew that the blessing he is going to be of a seed. The blessing is going to be fulfilled in a person and not in money. Am I saying don't go out there and make money? Of course, that's not what I'm saying. It takes money to do what we do. It takes money to ensure you have light in this place. It takes money to ensure that you have clear sound. Praise God. It takes money to ensure that people are worshiping with us now on the internet. Glory to God. So Abraham at the time is thinking that the blessing might be coming from that of Eliezer. Praise God. And then in verse 3, and Abraham said, behold to me, thou hast given no seed. Thou hast given me no seed. You see, seed is coming up there again. Then this seed here is a person, glory to God. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. 
One born in my house is my hair. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine hair, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowers shall be thine hair. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. Glory to God. So God's promise to Abraham was to do what he said to Eve. Are we together? Are we together? In other words, in Abraham, Moses let us see what God corrected. That which was done in Adam and put it in the right way. Notice there, first he said, thy seed. And then in verse 5, he says, shall thy seed be? Shall thy seed be? Glory to God. So there, seed there represents a person. And it represents what? A generation. It represents a person and a generation. Why did we say that? Genesis chapter 111. Pay close attention. Glory to God. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. You see. That means in a, in a, in a, a literal term, as a human being, you cannot give birth to a goat. As a human, when you give birth to a child, whose DNA do they carry? So the seed bearing fruit of itself. Now, the seed is bearing fruit of itself. Glory to God. So the seed is generating seed after its own kind. He is generating seed. You see how <laughs> Moses is using illustration. You know, paraventure, maybe the people he's talking to, they know a lot of things about farming. They know that you cannot plant a mango tree and harvest apple. Praise God. <laughs> I said, praise God. So the seed represents a person, a son, and also a generation. The seed represents, I want you to pay close attention to the word seed. Because you notice that is what I've been saying since. Glory to God. Now, Psalm 22, verse 30. Psalm 22, verse 30. Glory to God. All seeds shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for what? For a generation. The seed there is posterity or continuity. Posterity or continuity or children. Praise God. Is posterity, continuity or children. Now, I've seen that glory to God. When you then go to Genesis chapter 1, 
Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. When you then go to Genesis, we'll just read 1 and 2. Genesis 1, 1 and 2. I know you can quote it, but open your Bible. Glory to God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth. You want to write this down. The word without form and void is the Hebrew word tohu bohu. Toho boho. T-O-H-U-W-B-O-H-U-W. Or tohua bohua. Whichever way you put it. Which means confusion or nothing. It means confusion or nothing. So what is that Genesis 1-2 actually explaining if we say it was not a creation story? What is it actually explaining? What is Moses trying to teach using illustration of creation? So the word tohua boho means confusion or nothing. This was actually describing the state of the audience he was talking to. Are we together? It was actually describing the state of the audience he was talking to. Confusion and nothing. And the word, the spirit of God hovering over it is God, is God seeking to convince them. Did I lose anyone? Tohua bohu, tohu bohu, that's how I like to pronounce it. <laughs> the pronunciation may be wrong at this time. Glory to God. Pastor, why you don't pronounce it? Go and learn your own Hebrew. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Tohua Bohu described a state of the audience Moses was speaking to. And I said, when he says the Spirit of God hovering around the earth, he was actually talking about God trying to convince them. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Remember in part one I said that Genesis 1, 1 and 2 is God's redemptive work or plan of God for mankind. For a new creation. For a new creation. Glory to God. So now, having said that, we can safely say that the waters, the waters, we are still dealing on Genesis 1 verse 2. Praise God. So we can simply say the waters are the nations. The waters are the nations. The earth is the heart of man. Mm. Are we still together? The spirit is explored or explained through the message of the prophets. 
Glory to God. I said glory to God. So what is Moses saying? Moses is actually saying God wants to recreate this disobedient idol worshipping generation. He wants to recreate. He is speaking of the new creation. So if the seed is not apple seed, you know a lot of people say, oh, when Adam sinned, the sin of Adam is he chopped the apple. Even when the Bible didn't say that, it has become <laughs> a general acceptance. <laughs> and then, you know, when we are growing up, ah, oh God. When we were growing up, what was that? Is it Jehovah's Witnesses' book? Ah, when we, the yellow book. They now said, that is why in every man there is this thing cooking out here. That it was the apple that hung on the throat of Adam. <laughs> and he said, you notice you cannot find that in women. And sometimes we touch, I say, ah, it's true. It's true. Because at the young age, we were looking at pictures to visualize. Notice, they used what we can see to explain to us. So, we were all saying, apple, apple, apple. For example now, if I decide to start teaching every day, that the iPhone you are using, that thing they beat out of it. That iPhone. <laughs> when I begin to push that agenda, print books, demystify the chopped part of it. Before you know it, it will become a dogma in the church. <laughs> Praise God. They say, it's true. Why is it that he doesn't connect to every other thing? It's only apple to apple. Uh -huh. Some people are saying that's true. <laughs> you know, there are, there are people now that is even getting more revelation that I have just explained. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, God. Why, why am I bringing apple into this? <laughs> It must be something we have to <laughs> uncover. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I said, if the seed is not apple seed, is not mango seed, then we can agree to say the seed of God with which he will do his work on earth is his word. Do we agree? If we say it is not apple seed, and if we say it is not mango seed, and we said that the seed is a person, in other words, what are we saying? We are saying that that seed is the word of God with which he will do his thing on earth. Are we in agreement? How do we see? Let's, no, let's just stick back to that Genesis 1. Look at what it says. And the, word, and the earth was without form a void to hoboho, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. 
and the Spirit of God move upon the face of the earth, of the waters, and look at what that says. And God said, let there be, let there be, you notice God spoke to the earth. God spoke to the earth. So we agree that God will do anything on earth with his word. That the salvation is wrapped in his word. That when you preach the word, anyone that believes, he's saved. Are we still together? Are we still together? Remember Genesis 1, 11. And the seed bearing fruit of his kind. I want you to pay close attention to that. He's bearing forth of his own kind. He's producing after his kind. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now have you noticed something? I want to say something very lightly. Have you noticed that when you go to the hospital, they ask you to list some sicknesses and diseases that your parents might have had. Why do you think they do that? Eh? Generational purpose. <laughs> Why? Because whatever is in your body can be transferred as a DNA to your offspring. Are we together? <clears throat> Follow me? So we agree the seed is the word. The seed is the word. The darkness is in the earth and when the seed enters the earth, what does it do? He produces light. There is darkness in the earth. And I said the earth is what? No, what is the earth? What is the earth? The heart of man. And so there is darkness in the earth. That means there is darkness in the heart of man. And when the word of God enters, he produces light. He produces light. Mm. I have God's light in me. I have God's word in me. So there is a light in me. Glory to God. So when the word of God says light in darkness, what is he talking about? When he says light in darkness, it actually means salvation. It actually means salvation. Glory to God. So notice when Jesus said in the parable of the sower that the seed is the word of God. Where do you read that? I will come again because some people, maybe this is it. Some people, ah, I will wait for other people to say it. So when Jesus says, the seed is the word of God. Where can you read that? You read it in Genesis. You read it in Genesis. Glory to God. Remember, I said Moses used parables. Illustrations. Illustrations. I know this is going to bless you today. Glory to God. Some of you that just pick up the Bible and just want to read. Ah, it's creation story. Let's read creation. 
and then you are, you are arguing with scientists. <laughs> I can prove. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's quickly see what the psalmist said in Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Glory to God. Psalm 78. I will read verse 2. It says, I will open my mouth in a word, in a parable, and I will utter dark sayings of old. Dark sayings of old, mysteries, in parables. That means parable is used to uncover mysteries. Quickly, Matthew 13. Matthew 13. We read from verse 34 to 35. All these things Jesus, uh, spake Jesus unto the multitude in what? Church. Are you not reading? And without a parable spake he not unto them. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundations of the world. And you can notice that the dark sayings can be speaking from Genesis. They are mysteries that is kept secret. And so Jesus, he is using parable to uncover mysteries. He is using parables. So mystery is not in what God said. Mystery is not in what God said. Mystery is in the heart of man. Remember, there was darkness upon the face of the deep. So, what God said is not the mystery. Man's heart created mystery. So, question, how does God undo what is in the heart of man? In Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, he used parables. That is, parable solves mysteries. Parable solves mysteries. So why is there parables? All right, now why is there mystery? There is mystery because of the hardiness of their heart. The hardness of the heart of man produces mysteries. So when we are teaching the word and you harden your heart, what does it create? It creates mysteries. It creates confusion to whole world. I was speaking in a pastor's meeting and a pastor asked me a certain question concerning, are you trying to say that God does not bless? With money. 
you will be very shocked at some questions I get asked. And I am trying to explain to this man, he doesn't want to take it. And he said, what if we need some money and somebody just woke up and give me one million dollars? That one million dollars is not Abraham's blessing, no. <laughs> and my friend, bless his heart, Dr. Christian, he said, why are you waiting for someone to bless you with one million dollars? What happened to you blessing someone with one million dollars? There was a hardiness in his heart not to accept what is being taught. And when that happens, there is mysteries in the heart of man. And when there is mystery, there is confusion and intimidation. And I said, you know, as men of God, we have to unlearn, to relearn. Who asked me to say it? After the meeting, he tested me. You know we are men of God. There are some certain words we should not be using. <laughs> I, I quote you, unlearn to relearn. I knew there's a walk in my, Pastor Phil, there's a walk for me to do. <laughs> and I told him, I said, me who is talking to you, I do a lot of unlearning to relearn. So if I can still say, <laughs> oh, let relearn, glory to God. When the people's hearts are hardened to receive, they begin to see the world as an insult. Mm. Praise God. So God uses parable here in Matthew, Jesus Christ, praise God. So the word parable is to cross over to the other side. To cross over to the other side. To use non-spiritual materials. To explain spiritual realities. Are we together? Parable is using non-spiritual materials to explain spiritual reality. So we say, the seed therefore is the word of God. The seed, therefore, is what? Just say it like you mean it. So if God says, light be, what is he talking about? He's talking about himself. That is his word. Praise God. I said, praise God. Now let's now analyze, let's analyze what Jesus taught in the Gospels. Quickly, let's see Mark 4. Mark 4.13. Hallelujah. Mark 4.13. I will just, be, I will start rounding up now so that in 10 minutes I'm done. But I have not gotten to where I want to land today. And I know some of you want me to just, Right? How many of you want to just stay for another three hours for me to just teach? Glory. The rest of them are saying, eh, Pastor, it's not like we don't like the word. 
Praise God. Even those ones that have raised their hands, we still have to examine. <laughs> Praise God. Mark 4.13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? You see. Jesus is asking, if you don't know this one, how are you going to know every other parables? That this parable is very essential. And you don't know, how then will you know every other parables? Remember, I said parable, he's using non-spiritual to explain spiritual reality. Praise God. Remember, last week I said the seed deals with God's new beginning. The seed deals with God's new beginning. Now go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Children of God, remember we are still dealing on building your spirit man. And one thing you must realize is that you must not be stubborn to harden your heart of receiving. Are we together? The moment, remember I said to you some years back when they gave me the message of eternal security. I fought it. Remember I said that? So Luke 8, 11. Here's Jesus speaking again. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. He's talking about the parable of the sower. The seed is the word of God. So you can imagine why Jesus Christ will ask his disciples. So if you don't know this one. That parable was very plain, and yet you didn't know. Then how are you going to? This one is supposed to be easy, and you don't know. Praise God. So, as believers, <laughs> we should not assume that everybody knows. Are we together? We should not assume that everybody knows. When people come to us with diverse questions, we must do what Jesus did. Just be coming down like that, painstakingly teach them the word. <laughs> Even the people that slept in the same place with Jesus. They ate, you know, you know, this is not in the Bible, but you know there is there is every there is every perception yeah, that Peter that was doing busybody <laughs> might have grabbed the remainder of water Jesus Christ drank <laughs> and took the remainder of the bread and ate. Say that thing Jesus have me too. I acquire it. <laughs> they asked Jesus. Jesus said, ah, ah, if you don't know these things. So what did Jesus do? He just came down like that. And then explained the parable. He painstakingly explained the parable. He said the seed is the word. 
If someone come to you, there is nothing like a useless question. If someone come to you, take time to teach them the word. Myself, Pastor Phil and Pastor Jay, we were laughing over something yesterday. But eventually, uh, I thought he was the one making us laugh. I don't know since when he thought he's that funny. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something was happening. I'm not good because I don't know who is watching us now. As the thing was going on, I went from Amen. 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 I was almost going to tap Pastor Phil like that. And I realized a certain man of God who I expected to be shouting Amen was say, mm. Mm. <laughs> when the whole thing was done, did I say what it was? <laughs> so, does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Fantabulous. <laughs> Praise God. You know, we, we need to use wisdom on things like this. <laughs> Praise God. And Pastor Phil told me what he was about to do. I said, Hi. <laughs> Myself, I opened my eyes and I looked around. I saw that my leg was not under the table, so I respected myself. And as we were going, the man of God started saying things. And when we left, I said, Pastor Phil, can you see what patience can do? I told him how we will spend hours upon hours going through the scriptures. Listen, people will come to us Thinking they know and using what they think they know to argue what is in the scripture. But what I have done, painstakingly points things back. And first thing is to see where they are speaking from, understanding the situation. And the more I find myself doing this, I see it's yielding results. So Jesus began to explain. Now this, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Praise God. The word there is logos, which is message. It is not just an utterance. It is a summary of activities and events. Ideas and thoughts and practice. Meaning, he is describing things that God does in the earth. He is describing things that God does in the earth. Mark 4, remember, if you don't know this parable, then you will not be able to know others. Praise God. I said, praise God. So question now. Can we say that salvation is God sowing a seed in our heart? Some people don't. Okay, let me ask again. Church, look at me. Look at me. Can we say now that Salvation is God planting a seed or sowing a seed in our heart. How many of you don't think so? There's no shyness. We are in a place of learning. 
Instruction is we should go and teach. <laughs> praise God. I said praise God. So what seed if we say that is it? The seed is his word. His son, his new creation. The new heaven and earth. Praise God. I said praise God. I want you to note this. Write this down. The seed has what God will do. And it's put in our heart. The seed has what God will do and is put in our heart. Time will fail me. I want to close with this. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 4 verse 26. Mark chapter 4 verse 26. And he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. The kingdom of God as if a man cast seed into the ground. The word kingdom is the word, the Greek word basilia. Basilia. Leah, Basilea, which means rulership, it means reign. It means rulership, it means reign, to reign. Where did we see that first in the Bible? Church? Church, where did we see that first in the Bible? Genesis what? Eh? Let me read it again. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. And I said, kingdom is Basilea, means to reign. Genesis 1 what? Put Genesis 1.26 up. Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.26. Uh -huh. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. What did we say this was? And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So the word dominion there means reign. Dunamis. It means reign. Glory to God. So, how does God have dominion on the earth? By the seed of his word. We reign in righteousness. So as believers, we have God's word, we ought to reign in our sphere. As believers, we ought to use God's word to take over domains and reign in authority. 
and reign in authority. And reign in authority. So Christ is using the kingdom and likening it to his seed. How many of you want to really understand why Christ will use seed to illustrate the kingdom? How many of you want to know? How many of you already know? Uh-uh, wait. <laughs> How many of you want to know? How many of you already know? How many of you don't want to know? <laughs> I hope there's no toboho. <laughs> Rise on your feet very quickly. That's all I've got for you today. This is just a little portion into what the core of today is. You know, remember also, we couldn't finish last Sunday, so we are still laying and building the blocks. I reign in righteousness. I use God's word to have influence over the earth. I am deliberate in building my spirit man. Open your mouth and begin to blast in tongues and pray. That this season, this time, I build my spirit man. I grow by the word. That my heart will not be hardened to receive God's word. Come and pray this morning, or rather afternoon, that I grow in God's word. I am deliberate. I am deliberate. Come and pray this morning. I take a deliberate act to ensure that I grow. Lift up those hands towards heaven. I decree over your life right now in the name of Jesus. There is no confusion in your heart. There is no darkness in your heart. In the name of Jesus, for some of you that has been battling with some situation, I decree, I decree that situation give way for your life. In the name of Jesus, whatever has caused you tears, I decree there is rejoicing in your heart. There is rejoicing in your home. There is rejoicing in your marriage. There is rejoicing in your finances. In the name of Jesus. This week, whatever you lay hands do, to do, prosper. I pray over your businesses. Prosper in the name of Jesus. I pray over your academics. Prosper in the name of Jesus. Those of you that are battling with some situation in your marriage, I decree divine wisdom is granted unto you to solve every situation in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout glory! Shout glory! Shout glory! Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. 
More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.